0: Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
0: No problem. So um, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Um, how did you start on your music journey? And um, how did you come up?
2: Um, okay. So I am a, a, a singer, songwriter, and producer, um, instrumentalist, and um, Raised primarily in PG County, uh, mm-hmm. originally from Atlanta, Georgia, um, and I I started um, learning music when I was about six. I actually I actually started um, singing a little bit earlier than that, just you know, um, just on my own. And um, uh, I started I started playing piano. Um, because when we moved, we moved from Clinton, um, Maryland, to Aggiekeet, Maryland, we moved into this bigger house. Mm. Um, So my my parents got a a grand piano for decoration and um, I started um, on playing it. um, I started by kind of like learning songs that I would hear in movies and stuff and like making up my own songs. And um, eventually my mom decided that it would be fit to put me in the piano lessons. So I started classical um, training and um, I started with Harlan Jones at the Soul Music Conservatory on Kennedy Street, um, Northwest. Nice. And um, from there, um, I went to um, Duke Ellington School of the Arts in high school and then um, on to uh, Michigan State University um, for the Jazz Studies program. And then from there, I um, went to uh, University of District of Columbia um, for the Jazz Studies program. And um, I got my associates in jazz. And while I was there, I started um, doing these open mics uh at at what used to be I don't know if it's still live nightclub anymore mm. I know I know it's I know it's since be I know it it closed and then it since reopened but I don't know what it's reopened to now but anyway um they used to have the um up and up open mics there um and I used to go there um every Tuesday to perform and then from there I started getting calls for Um, gigs and a few years later here I am still performing and writing and singing. Mm,
0: That's amazing. Um, For those who don't know um, Duke Ellington is a performance arts based school in Washington DC right? Mm -hmm. Um, Tell me about your experience at Duke Ellington.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah my experience at Duke was really one of a kind um i i just remember come going from a more traditional um school setting and you know there and, and you know and and, re- and and going to regular school you know there were always like kids that were talented and you know were gifted but um i i didn't know too many that were pursuing art as 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 strongly as I was Mm. um and so you know a lot of times you you know you would be in a in a group of kids that were just like you know extensively talented and you know you guys have your little you know you're you're the people that people pay attention to so you Mm. you feel like you're you know you're like a celebrity or something (laughs) like or, or like you know not a celebrity but you know like it's like, oh, that person can do this. And then going to Duke, it was just totally different because everybody could do something. So you weren't, you weren't like the super talented person anymore. It's like there was you and then it was everybody else. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely humbling for sure. Um and but it was it was also very challenging. I remember in my first year, um, I almost didn't get invited back. Um actually, and I'm not really sure why because I never I, and I, I I think maybe it had to do with my grades. I wasn't like the best student, um, you know, and I wasn't, you know, the most disciplined student. Um, but I ended up um my cousin Corcoran Holt, who is a bass player, um, who's based out of DC, he lives in New York now, but he um told me to um talked to uh, Davey Yarbrough, who at the time was the head of the music department. and so um I went into Mr. Yarbrough's room and you know um just we we just talked and then eventually um he kind of invited me into the jazz band and and kind of you know I I, I believe like it, it, he was the reason why I got to stay. Mm. Um and so um I was in the jazz band for the remainder of the time that um I was at the school and that was it was really one of the the best experiences ever in my life um uh, and just you know being around so many gifted um kids who would go on to do like a really amazing things like we had Ari Lennox we had mm. um I, I it, i i can't remember her name right now because i'm really bad with names now um but she was po and uh orange is the new black i think she was i think she was in a year or two above me mm. um so we've we've had we've we've it it's, it's just amazing to to come from such a tradition um of talent and you know to see that talent continue to flourish and um, you know I, I definitely feel I definitely feel privileged I feel like a member of the X-Men <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so <cool. laughs>
0: yeah I can uh, agree with that I went to a uh, suitland uh, oh, VPA yeah. for theater mm-hmm. and um it's hard to explain the feeling when you're surrounded by so many talented people mm-hmm. and you're able to perform and in front of an audience like um the euphoric feeling that comes with that especially at a young age where you're not really um you don't really have access or are open to like that type of energy is is crazy to me Mm -hmm. and um I think it's a driving force like in order to well one of the ways to become a great artist is you have to surround yourself with other artists to challenge you you know mm-hmm. um it's almost a competition and a friendly competition in a sense you know to yeah. better yeah. yourself as an artist
2: mm-hmm, for sure absolutely definitely that friend yes absolutely and it's, it's also like a family too like i was
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know i mean there's some you know in various and it varies in closeness but it like i always consider members of past and past members and me- people that were my classmates when I was there and and you know kids that you know um attended after I always consider anytime somebody says Duke Ellington, they're they're automatically family to me. You know, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I always look at them as family that we came from the same, you know, you know, the same, you know, home. So yeah. definitely.
0: Um do you remember your first performance?
2: I don't. I don't remember my first performance it was probably a recital or something mm. <laughs> um it was so long ago i don't remember i i can only i can only guess that it was probably at the conservatory or something i i remember i think i remember my first performance as a pro- in in a more of like the professional um mm. um I guess fear, if you if you will um and that you know that was kind of i think that was i think that was at up and up yeah um and i think i played like the original song that i've written around that time that i that probably don't remember anymore but um and i just remember being extreme because i'm a i'm i am I am um, to not to not sound diagnostic, but I, I would guess I would consider myself an introvert, you know, mm-hmm. if are being um, you know, if we're using those terms. And um, so I'm not, I, you know, and I I was one of those kids that if you call me up in class sometimes to do a presentation, like I would <gasps> yeah. you know, I would freeze. And I remember actually this I remember, you know, a specific moment where I was called up in English class to do a presentation and I just uh, choked and so you know going up going on stage I was at the time I was used to performing either in school or um you know in recitals with my parents and stuff there and like you know the pressure is not as high but Mm -hmm. like when you go into a club and there's people that can either say you 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 suck or you don't suck yeah, that was a whole other experience and so I remember going up there and just like you know at the time they would have like the hosts would kind of like you know banter and like kind of like you know crack jokes and stuff off of you and see if see if they would shake you you know yeah and so I just remember just like you know being as as straight as possible <laughs> and not really trying to give them too much um too much you know of the energy that I was feeling nervous. Uh, but I was very, very, very nervous. and um, I went up, I played my played the song, and I just remember my leg just would not stop shaking. It was just just like, ugh. Mm. And so but I got through it and it was it was it was that was probably one of the hardest ones I've done. And then gradually after a while, I got more used to doing it, more used to being up there um and I started getting a little bit more comfortable um and I started doing other open mics after that and then eventually you know moved on to you know my own shows.
0: So do you still get extremely nervous when you perform now or like you said are you are you used to it or do you still feel those butterflies before you have a performance?
2: I always feel a little bit of butterflies, especially like if I'm performing at a new space that I haven't performed at or, you know, there's difference. There's, there's a difference between like performing in like, say, you know, a nightclub or, and performing at a festival mm. or performing in a concert hall or performing. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like it's a totally different level of preparation. Because, you know, you perform in a small club, you kind of get used to, you know, knowing your space and knowing how to move around in your space and, you know, kind of knowing where to be. And then once the stages get bigger, it's kind of like, okay, now I got to learn how to use this whole stage. And um, and, and if there's more people out there, now I got to learn how to kind of activate more people where I'm used to dealing with smaller crowds. Mm. Um, So it is every opportunity to perform is a, is an opportunity to learn to be a better performer. Mm. And so whenever that, whenever that um, space is available to be better, there's always going to be this nervousness because it's like, you know, you're trying to get to the next point. And it's like, there's like this anxiety about whether or not you can reach it. It's just like, if you're trying to do a long jump, you know, yeah. it's like, you, after a while you get, you, you understand like your, your, you know, what you're your your distance but then when you try to reach a little bit further it's like all right i gotta kind of get you know brace it up a little bit so Mm. um i do still feel that but i think at this point i've learned to kind of you know put that to the side and and you know remember that i'm performer and i'm here to entertain and i'm not here to project my own insecurities or even project my own project my own desires you Mm. know you know i think a lot of times artists when we perform we think about we think about our need for success or our need to you know be good and our need to to be seen as you know you know a great artist and, and versus seeing the audience's need to be entertained the audience's need to be lifted out of their, their moments for their, you know, their, their, their troubles for a second or, or men mm. or hour, you know, we thinking too much about ourselves and not about what the people that are here to see us need from us. And so I try to, you know, kind of remember that. And so whenever I get on stage, I'm thinking about the people in the audience, like, what do you want to see from me? What would you want to see from me? If you can, if you just got off of work, you had a long day and you came in and you had to pay twenty dollars to get in the room and then you had to pay another twenty dollars to to you know buy liquor at your table and stuff you know what would you want to see to kind of bring you out of the fact that you just spent all this money and you just had your whole day just kind of you know you being stressed out you know what i mean so um I've, i've come to find that to be more important than you know my nervousness and my anxiety or my you know or even my need for acceptance.
0: Mm. I think there's I think it's great to have a little bit of nervousness, you know, because it it lets you know that you're human. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And um but we should also balance it with confidence, you know, especially when <laughs> like yourself you're amazing at your craft you know what i mean like you have a very unique sound nobody else can do what you can do so there's a a, a confidence in that aspect so just a balance of both will make you know anybody pursuing that craft like a really good artist
2: mm-hmm. yeah for sure absolutely it 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 takes a lot of confidence not even it requires really mm-hmm. a lot of confidence um and just because you know you're you're constantly going to have people challenging what you what you're doing and for me it was always important for me to kind of know who I was before I got into this and to stick to it regardless of what anybody said because it's very easy to be swayed it's very easy to be manipulated it's very easy to be influenced if you don't have a solid sense of your core and a sense of who you are you're going to have people coming in and and saying, "Oh, I want to create this look for you. Or I want to do this for you." It's like you gotta have your own, you know. And like I had, you know, I, I done this competition, and you know, um, I, you know, in the competition, it, it, I had got received some comments from the judges, and they were saying, you know, they they didn't understand my look, and I'm, <laughs> and you know, I, I was, you know, and and I was kind of offended because. I felt like, you know, there's so many different artists that look so like so, you know, like I think about Prince. It's like nobody understood his shit either.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's
2: not Prince, but you know, nobody understood it either. And so like, you know, but he he made people accept it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: Because, you know, he produced something that people wanted. And so like when we first saw him, we didn't get it. And we were like, what? is he is he gay is he a girl is he you know, what is he doing mm-hmm. but we bought into it and it became him it became the, when you when you see the color purple you think of prince when you see the symbol you think of prince you know it's like you make people buy into what you're doing mm-hmm. not you know, you know what i'm saying cuz like otherwise you just go, you're not going to be distinguishable from one person to the to the next yeah. You know, part of what makes me unique is is that I allow because everybody's unique. Everybody has their own specific essence of who they are that distinguishes them from one person to the other. But if you don't allow that to present itself, then you just become like everybody else. And mm. the only way I could ensure my uniqueness is that if I allow my natural uniqueness to present itself versus trying to accommodate you know, what my, you know, myself to, to what somebody else wants me to be, is like, be, accept, accept your, accept, you know, what is already innate from you and allow people to either buy into it or not. I mean, I, you know, everybody's not going to be a fan and, you know, and I accept that, but, you know, in order for me to ensure that I'm creating something that nobody else can get from anybody else I have to be true to myself
0: yeah
3: Yeah. you
2: know
0: it makes you it makes you unique and it you show your individuality like nobody else you know um not to say anything negative about the music industry today but um a lot of the people who come out look or sound just like the person that came out before them you know it's Mm -hmm. not unique it's not memorable you know Mm -hmm. um a lot of the greatest artists that we still jam to today that came out like way back in the day had that unique sound that unique look that unique personality that popped you know and um for some reason the industry just wants cookie cutter type artists Mm -hmm. that I guess it's like a microwave you you heat it up real quick and they just should uh, send it out you know and it's, it's I think it's a disservice to um, a lot of consumers today because they don't really know how to value um, art like we did back in the day you know what I mean
2: exactly and I mean they do because it's a formula that they know works and they know makes money. Mm -hmm. is automatic they know it's gonna make money off the jump so that's why they keep doing it um and you know it's not it's not in their favor to take risks you know and it takes it takes exceptional artists and it takes confidence it takes courageous artists Mm -hmm. like i really respect you know jasmine sullivan i really respect her i really respect um ari lennox i really respect um there's a lot of other folks out um
0: the like,
2: sago uh, yeah um who else uh there's 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 so many there's so much more i mean kendrick i mean mm-hmm. like i really respect them because you know i feel like what they're doing is honest yeah and they're trusting that and they're trusting that there are people that want to hear it. They're not going back into the studio like, okay, we gotta make a trap song, y'all. Like we gotta do this. Like you know, this is, this is what the people today are listening. The people today are diverse. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. There is so many different people that have so many different interests. You can't just say like everybody wants to listen to trap. We know that that's not true. Yeah, there's so many there are so many different genres of music for a reason. You know, there's jazz, there's hip hop, there's, you know, there's funk, there's electronic, there's, you know, EDM, there's broken beat, there's house, there's, there's techno, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you have so many different, you know, markets. I hate to use that term, but since that's only one that's coming up, markets to tap into, you know. So, trust that you have something that can tap into something that already exists that all people are already paying for,
3: yeah.
2: and just go for it and stop trying to feel like you have to, you know, mold yourself to fit into something that you know is not you, but just so that you can kind of ride this wave and be a part of this thing that's is popular right now
0: yeah it's no longevity in that no longevity exactly. in that at all
2: mm-hmm.
0: um let me ask you another question which do you prefer um recording being in the studio or performing live
2: uh i have performing live for sure mm. because when you perform when you perform live you get an opportunity to create new moments like none of my like one thing that I I feel like people get from my shows or when they had shows, um, was that every time I performed it was different. Mm. I never performed the same every time. I always did something different. Um I'll always like changed up arrangement somehow. Like something was with you're not gonna get the same show every time you see me. Mm. Um and so that and 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 I love that about performing, just like you know, having like or having moments with the band where I'm just like, yo, like I can't believe you followed me on that. Like I can't believe you heard that and you went with that, and we just created this thing that was just like super crazy. Like, did you feel that? Did you see that? Or just like times where it's just like I don't know. We just we've had so many magical times with recording. I love recording because I love. To get my ideas out and to be able to hear them back, and mm. you know, and to, and to have something that exists like a baby that's there, and it's like watching it grow. But it is work, and not that performing isn't work too, but performing is more just magic to me. It's magic, mm. you know. It's nothing. It's nothing like, you know, being on stage, and you can't capture that moment in a in a in a, in a booth you just can't you know there's some great moments that you can catch in a a booth um but not like not like performing though
0: so it's like uh a stream of consciousness in a sense right
2: Mm -hmm. it's like
0: we don't think the same every day but i don't want to call it the zone but when you're in the zone in front of the audience and you're gathering that energy and it's good energy coming back to you is it like easier to um is it easier to uh what's the word i'm looking for is it easier to like rift on different like things or
2: mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean and and, and especially when you when you've had a band and like you've paid you played for a long time and you guys get used to communicating and understanding how each other communicates like you know my my friend Trey who who played drums with me basically from the beginning mm. um like you know we we kind of we pretty much started it together um we just got to a point where we just knew like I knew what he was going to say on the drums and I knew how to follow him and he knew what I was going what I what I was going to say on the keys or or how what I was going to say with my voice, and he just knew how to follow me. We, mm. we just got to the point where it was just kind of like
0: telepathy. T- yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And we just kind of formed this symbiotic bond with each other, where we just, you know, we moved the same. Mm. Um, and that 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 was that was one of the most some of the most magical feelings I've I've ever experienced. I've never experienced anything like that off stage. Mm
0: music music to me is more than just like a pastime it's just something spiritual especially when you're listening to listening to someone that's really good at their craft like it speaks to your soul it's like communicating without communicating like you said you know what i mean and um just like different artists like marvin gay like if i could if i listen to marvin gay today it takes me back to a time to where my mom would cook Sunday dinner and I can mm-hmm. still smell like the, the dinner like year from years ago you know it's like mm-hmm. music takes you back to a space in your, your your mind and your soul that that that's often good you know what I mean
2: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely I mean and that's one of the reasons why I, I feel like I've connected with it so much is because it reminds me of so many good things mm-hmm like you know a lot of my the memories and my favorite memories are around music yeah like you know when me and my my siblings were younger we used to um so I was a big Janet Jackson fan and I would play Janet Jackson out and we were all just like every time I put the tape in, we would all be in the living room just dancing and mm-hmm. you know throwing pillows at each other. You know, just it just it was so many good times and just like holidays and like Christmas songs and you know uh, birthday parties and like being in middle school. We used that we had had birthday parties and we would be downstairs in the basement twerking mm-hmm. on each other. <laughs> 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 it's just like it's just so many so many of the best moments that we have as 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 human beings are around music and it's a shame that we don't appreciate it this that much in this country because if you go in other countries, I went to I, I I performed in France um I performed in Portugal and it's totally different totally different you the 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 the, the level of appreciation of music in other places is, is something that is just i i i couldn't i never would have imagined because you don't feel that here like people mm-hmm. people appreciate it but it's 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 kind of in a in a way it's like we see we see musicians as 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 people that like we want to do stuff for us like do this just sing this song hurry up you know like play this you know playing this kind sell out this tickets you won't get anything until you sell out our tickets. You won't do, we won't give you anything until you you do this, you create this song for us. Mm. And then, but in other countries, it's like, oh my gosh, please. I I, I just want to have what you have. I love what you're giving. Please give me, can I just, can I just have, you know, it's just like, it's, it's just a totally, like they, they take what you're giving because there's just so in awe that you're able to do it and that you're yeah. able to create at such a level. It's just like, oh my God, please. I, we, we would just love to have this we just you know what i mean and like but here is just like ugh, just do the thing
1: black velvet is proud to sponsor creative habits podcast black velvet is a black owned family business providing skincare products handmade intentional and designed to nurture the skin and body lather and luxury with our signature black velvet shea butter Our base is raw shea infused with essential oils and vitamins to revive and enhance your natural skin's glow. We offer unisex options and a grooming kit to ensure quick and essential groom for daily application for any occasion or season. Try our Beard Gang Kit collection, perfect for a man on the go with notes of barbershop orange and essential oils to protect and nurture your beard growth. Visit us on Etsy at shop Black Velvet or follow us on Instagram by Black Velvet.
2: Hey, hurry up, you know. Yeah. Tell, yeah. Us, tell us about the person that you're dating. Hurry up. You know what I mean? It's like stuff that has nothing to do with music mm-hmm. at all. You know, we value that more than we we value the music itself. That's why we like, we don't want songs that are more than three minutes long we don't you know if you don't capture us and i've you know i'll be in clubhouse and i stopped going because i just it was too much it was like you know i don't know if you if you heard of clubhouse
0: i've heard of it but i haven't been on it yet
2: well yeah clubhouses is like this app and like you know people it's it's like people have these little chat rooms where, but you can talk and like Mm -hmm. a lot of times you'll be in rooms with like celebrities and they're like giving advice but You know, they'll say things like if you don't catch us in the first 19 seconds, then you've lost us. And I'm like, I kind of get that because you know, there have been times where I will be listening to music and I'm just like, all right, this is I'm 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 bored already. I haven't even gotten to the you know the chorus. I mean the verse, first verse, and I'm already bored. I get it, but it's just you know, sometimes it's like and and also I understand that I think a lot of the value and appreciation is is decreasing because it's so oversaturated um and so we're just getting so much music at at one time that it's just like it's hard to appreciate it anymore um but it it just it just it's just it just makes me sad how we only care about artists as long as they're entertaining negative aspects of ourselves like you know like or how do i put this it's like i think about Whitney Houston a lot and mm-hmm. i've been thinking about her a lot recently um and i just think about how people would say oh she was the voice she you know the voice and like and i'm just like damn like she was the voice and she was utterly destroyed yeah it destroyed yeah. her You know, and I understand that she might've had her own individual problems, but, you know, as a society, we didn't, we were not (laughs) kind at all to, to what she might've, you know, if if this is something that you say is the voice and that is such a gift to people, I would think you would want to protect it at all costs.
3: Yeah. But you
2: destroy it, you know? And then when, you know, when they die, it's the same story do the same thing over and over again you destroy you, you destroyed such a beautiful talent and then it's gone and then you want to appreciate it and then you want to say oh look you know when houston was you know she was one of the greatest singers ever you know and I know because I I I experienced that when I was in middle school and I saw the jokes that I laughed because I'm just like, ah, ah, ah they said she's a crackhead. ha ah, ah, ha. Ah, that's yeah. funny. You know what I mean? You don't even make the connection that this is a person that's going through a very terrible, you know, addiction. And, you know, they need support. And, you know, this is a this is also not just a person, but this is also somebody who is providing a a tremendous gift and service too Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's like you know that's that takes a lot of love you have to really love people in order to put yourself in that position over and over again you know and for us to just kind of mutilate it in that way it's 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 very indicative of American society and it's really sad
0: I think it's more about the artists and not Mm -hmm. enough about the art you know what mm, I mean?
2: Exactly. Yep.
0: Cause if people value the art more than they value the tabloids or mm-hmm. what this person is doing or what this person has on, um we will produce much better art this day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um it's it's extremely troubling that we're in this microwave culture and um we value things that aren't really that talented or valuable anymore you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um it's it's troubling man um Mm -hmm. tell me about your songwriting process how how do you write a song
2: um I don't have one way I do it um it just it kind of depends um, most of the time, though, I start. I'd nef- I never. I I very rarely start writing before I start making the music. It's, it's mm-hmm. usually the music that has to come first, um, because it's just hard for me to hear a melody without accompaniment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I usually start with producing a track first, or you know, if if somebody sends me. a a production I I, I write to that but I usually I usually do everything myself I usually produce myself um write and record myself um but you know yeah I'll usually get an idea um like a a, a, either a, a you know like on the piano and or if I made a beat I write to that and um it's kind of a lot of times it, it depending on my mood like for instance i had i i went to i went to the studio like really late last night with my friend um with his home studio and um he played something and instantly i was there i just went with it because it, it's something about what he was playing just pulled on something that i guess i had been well i had been feeling or thinking mm. um or like you know the that strongly in the past few weeks and it just tapped into that and just yanked it out um so i'll have moments like that or um there'll be times where i'll 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 be listening to something and i'll get a melody and then i'll get a word and then like that word will stick out and then i'll start connecting things other things to that word so if i you know because i'm like wondering to myself i'm like okay why why am i singing syllables and then all of a sudden the word heart comes up
3: mm. and then
2: it's like exploring okay what's up with that heart because there's a reason why heart just came out you were just singing syllables for the last you know two two minutes and now this word has just projected itself so it's like trying to trying to investigate I kind of it, it kind of is like I, I kind of play the role of an investigator when I'm writing and trying to understand why certain things are speaking out and then making those connections, and then just drawing a full picture around that.
0: Mm. Um, if you could co-write a song with someone, who would that be? Her, her, okay.
2: Her, or um, I would say maybe Ari Lennox too. And it's weird because I went to school with her. So it's just very weird um, to think about. But yeah, that would be, that would be a, I feel like, especially with Ari, I feel like um, she, the things that she sings about and the way that she sings it, um, you know, are, are very similar to like, you know, in a way, to the way that I sing certain things and the way I express certain things, and I feel like that could be that would be a very interesting, interesting result if we were to write something together. But yeah, I would say those two for sure.
0: Um, if you had a chance to be a famous ghostwriter or famous, like in general, in the forefront, what would you choose?
2: Um, ghostwriter. Okay. And, and um because like um I I I record I record, I think mostly I mean I enjoy singing. I don't get me wrong, and I enjoy performing. Um I enjoy being able to use my own voice mm-hmm. um and express my own self, but I feel like a lot of the a lot of what I do is because I really have a hard time getting other people to do it (laughs) um because for one you know um i am not you know a lot of us unfortunately artists are are working class yeah you know and 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 with that comes lack of resources so you learn to be self-reliant and you learn to be you know independent um and so that's kind of where I've been like I, I'm i you know I produce most of my stuff not only because I love to produce that is part of it but also because it you know it it's all that I can afford that I can afford to rely on me you yeah. know I don't have to pay myself <laughs> to do something for me you know um but I would love to because I know me personally I don't like to be in people's faces like that. I don't like for people mm. to be in my face like that. So if I could get someone who does is okay with that and who is oh you know who wants to be you know in the forefront to just sing what I would sing if I wanted to be in that position then that to me is much better. And then I could just kind of be comfortable by my, you know, doing my thing and I can perform when I want to, not perform when I want to, release music when I want to, not release it when I want to, and just kind of make music and, you know, be at home with my pets and shit like that, which is really what I wanted to.
0: Do you think fame changes artists?
2: I think it can. I don't mm. think it always has to but i think it can you have to be very strong to be a, to be an artist especially if you want to be an artist that is famous you know like you have to be like i said you have to have a very strong sense of yourself and if you don't have it then yeah fame can change you you know i i see a lot of artists that i feel like it hasn't changed i, I don't think fame ever changed print i mean maybe personally and you mm. know but i never i never saw it change his creative output. I feel like Prince always did what he wanted to do. You know, regardless of whether people thought it was successful or not, he he released a lot of music that, you know, some people didn't like, some people did like, but, you know, it never changed him as far as his creativity was concerned. I don't know much about his personal life, but I know that much. Um mm. so I feel like, you know, and I look at Stevie Wonder and I look at um you know there's a lot of there's a lot of cats that you know for real I mean he can afford to do do what he wants to do Tim Blaine can afford to do what he wants to do like I you know I I don't I don't I I think for some people if you have if you have enough strength and enough power it doesn't you know it's at least on the creative side now individually I don't know I really don't know Mm. because I don't you know I don't know these people and I don't like to I don't like to buy into the idea that I do just because, you know, magazines give me, feed me this personal information that ain't none of my business in the first place. And, you know, and to think, oh, because, you know, I know that so-and-so is dating so-and-so, that means that I know them. I don't know them. So um, I can't speak to that part, but at least on a creative standpoint, I feel like it can or can't. it can't, depends on the person.
0: I miss the the mystery behind like really famous artists like the only Mm -hmm. person people I know who can like still have a sense of mystery behind them is like Kendrick Lamar or J. Cole because they're not always out in the forefront they only come out when they come out with an album or a nice Mm -hmm. song or a single whatever and um Mm -hmm. just being involved in every aspect of an artist's life like it takes the value away from them, in a sense. You know, yeah. um, you don't really value or appreciate the art
2: anymore. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the age of celebrity is dying. A very, I mean, quick or slow, depending on your perspective. For me, it's quick, but it, it that that you know, because one of the things that made celebrity so powerful is that you didn't know. That you couldn't mm-hmm. connect with them, you couldn't reach them, and now that you can, and you see that they're vulnerable and they're lashing out, and they, you know, and they're doing all these things to, to stay in the limelight. It's just like this is whack. Like yeah. this is what you guys do. This is whack. I don't, I don't appreciate any of this, and I. That's why I respect Kendrick so much, and that's why I respect J Cole so much, is because, you know, they, they, they put art out and they, put, and they keep the attention there. They yep. keep the attention right there, and then once once that's gone, they they fall back, until so they're ready to put more. And I respect that. And you know, and one of my one of my favorite artists of all time is MF Doom. Rest in peace. Yeah. And the reason why I I love MF Doom so much is because he made it a uh, his uh, his point his mission. For you know, people to focus on his work and mm-hmm. not his face and mm-hmm. not his clothes. He dressed like a regular dude. You know what I'm saying? Like he wore that mask. Like I it's very rare to see a, a, a picture of MF Doom without a mask. And like because you're not used to seeing, you don't even know you're looking at him, you know? Yeah.
0: yeah. It's just I, like- I was uh watching this documentary on him, and he was like, um, before he went to a show. He would sit at the bar and have a beer, and nobody would ever know who he was until mm-hmm. he put the mask on and performed.
2: Exactly, exactly, and that to me that those are the those are the artists that I idolize. I don't, you know, and I'm and I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to shade anybody or you know judge anyone, but at the end of the day, like they're artists and then they're celebrities mm-hmm. that are artistic or that are good at making art. You know, and it's just like, which one do you want to be? Do you want to be a celebrity? Or do you want to be an artist? I want to be an artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I respect artists. And if you can make both happen, then cool. Like, Janet Jackson is another artist that I am, you know, huge fan of. And one thing I like about her is that she is extremely famous. Her family is extremely, they're like fucking music royalty. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Everybody knows who they are. But it never compromised her creative output. Like she was all, like the, like she was famous and she was also very creative. Mm. you know what I mean like like everybody knew her and she also put good music out <laughs> and she also was like super influential you know and she was, you know she made critically like 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 work that you could actually critique on a like you know like on a, a, a like a really like hot, like substantial level. It's yeah. like, you know, you can listen to this song. It's like, man, this is... And the critique is like two, two sentences long. It's like, it's either good or it's bad. Yeah. You listen to Velvet Rope and it's like, oh, when you know, this song came out, it just kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Like you kind of go through it and like dissect it and just like make sense. I, I love work that makes me think and makes me want to make sense out mm-hmm. of it. And what wants me it makes me wanna kind of figure out, okay, where, where somebody is going, where somebody was, what, what somebody was thinking when they did this, you know, putting myself into their shoes, because it makes the journey so much more fulfilling, because you're going somewhere, versus you're just listening to a song, and you're experiencing a moment, and that moment is cool, but like, to have something that makes you create a whole world of, you know, experience around it, that to me is is more valuable than putting out a hot song that gets 5 million streams now granted i would love to have a big reach you know i don't have a big reach like Mm. i'm i'm mostly known you know in my community and you know and i kind of go back and forth about whether or not that's something that i should be okay with or not i don't know it's whatever but i but one, one thing i will say is that the experiences that I've had connecting with the people that I have connected have have been tremendously more fulfilling to me than a bunch of numbers that don't you know, that aren't able to tell me how they feel mm-hmm. that aren't able to tell me like yo, like I heard this song and I cried bro like I've had people tell me that I've heard this song and it made me think about my best friend and I cried. People have told me that. I saw you perform and I was just like blown away. I just could, I just went to a whole nother, I was in a trance. So like, for me, like that tells me more than 5 million, you know, plays on Spotify, you know, that can't respond to me. You know what I mean? So like, I I really appreciate that. And like, I I love artists like Michelle and Indigale Cello, like, you know, you know, Betty Davis, who is notoriously like, you know, like, she put her music out and she dipped. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I watched her documentary and she wouldn't even show her face. You know what I mean? So, like that type of stuff is like, yo, like, I don't want you, I don't want you getting involved in me and my business and what I'm doing. I want you to pay attention to the work I made and let that mean something to you. Not me, I'm just a person. You know what I'm saying? I fuck up, I don't fuck up, you know, whatever. It's like, but you know, that has nothing to do with that over there you know what i mean like yeah. have that experience that make you know work with that and and leave me out of it you know
0: it's funny you said that because it's like once an artist reaches a certain point of like fame and fortune they're disconnected from humanity
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: they're disconnected from what supported them and what brought them up as an artist for example like Eminem um I'm not really a big Eminem fan but when he first came out he had a a strong supporting like he went from um doing open mics freestyling to becoming one of the biggest artists in the world and Mm. some of the recent music that he come out with is hard to connect Mm. because he's like on this different pedestal he's no longer Mm. like he no longer shares that same struggle or strife a lot of mm-hmm. us humans, like on a lower level, are, are dealing with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's that has to do with a lot of artists in a sense, a lot of music artists or theater artists or you know, movie artists, everything. Like they 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 become different type of people.
2: Yeah, and and that's something that I never want to be, but I also understand that, you know. I've seen like, and that, and that's another thing that makes me kind of like, uh, from it because I've seen how people respond to people that are popular. just like on social media and like the mm. comments that people leave. Like once you get used to seeing some of the weird things that people say and like, you know, comments that they make and, and then you get into the world of people like stalking you and like yeah. sending you threatening messages and hate mail and this and that. Like, yeah, I would be, I would be distant too. You know, I, I would get to a point where I was just like, uh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not one of y'all, like y'all, y'all crazy. You know what I mean? So I get it. I get that, I get that 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 separation or that need to separate. And that's why I don't really want to be in their position in the first place. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to mm. ever get to a point where I'm so exposed that I don't want to be around anybody anymore that I can't trust anybody. I like being able to walk around, you know, and I like being able to know who the people around me are. And I like, you know, being able to speak for myself and not have to have a whole entourage of people around me to protect Mm -hmm. me from the outside world. I like that. I like living next door to people who go to work and do stuff like I do. I like being able to go in the grocery store and just buy some chips and, and shit. I like being able to fuck up mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and like make mistakes. I like having my privacy. I like being able to grow and be a human being without having all these people in my in my face or in my comments or in my this or in my that. Blah, 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 blah. I like that, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I don't want to give that up for anything. You know, really, you know, unless you know, and I, I'm a, I'm a believer in God. So if God says, "Look, I'm about to take this video that you made, and I'm about to make it blow up, and now you're about to have a bunch of attention, and I want you to deal with it." If that happens, then fine, I'll take it, I'll own it. But like, I'm not, I'm. That's not a goal of mine. <laughs> necessarily Mm. you know I'm saying like if it if if my creator decides that that's what the work that I need to do then I will accept whatever work I need to do because at the end of the day I love being in a position to make people feel something different than you know uh numbing like there's so many songs about numbing and it's just like we're dancing to it but this is really sad Mm. you know like we're dancing to you singing about popping pills and then the next thing you know one of you actually dies from popping pills Mm. and but we're still in the club singing to it and then next in this one after another we spot we're singing people are dropping dead from the same thing that we're singing about that to me doesn't make any sense and i'm just like i want i want to i want to challenge people like i want people to think a little bit deeper than that and like think about life and like because we we're in this mode where it's like we aren't allowed to feel anything like you're going is that all these little inspirational they're not inspirational they're just like they're just telling people like you know if you ain't making a business happen right now then you're not doing something and it's just like yo like people are suffering you know what mm-hmm. i mean like mm-hmm. let's talk let's 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 give people an opportunity to connect with the real feelings that they're having right now you know what i'm saying that's those that's important it's not just about being an entrepreneur it's not just about being a business it's not just about being successful and making a lot of money and having a lot of friends around you that also make money and all y'all do is talk about making money all day like it's about connecting it's about connecting to somebody that's in your house that you love and that you you know or your your mother or, you know, or, or connecting with yourself, or just like feelings and love and 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 and, and friendship and fun. Mm. Like I have, I have a mixtape called for my homies, and I made it about my friends. You know, like you know, and 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 I I have a, a mixed I'm a, a, not a mixtape. Beat tape called Pearl, and I, I made it about feelings that I had. About somebody in my life, you know, it's just—it's it's, all these things are about real things that we go through, and I—we can't neglect that in favor of numbing and drugs and alcohol and sex and, you know, numb this person, numb that person, numb this person, kill this person, kill that person. I mean, like, if you need to get that out of your system, whatever. I'm not gonna judge how you need how you express yourself, but come on, there's so much more. Mm. to talk about we can't just continue to feed into the same thing over and over again and neglect everything else and push all that other stuff to the side it doesn't it kills our spirits you know it makes us robots
0: i think i have a small conspiracy theory about that you know whenever us as a people i'm speaking about black people in general yes. Mm -hmm. suffer through trauma, stress, strife, uh, inequality, Mm -hmm. we produce excellent art or excellent uh, leaders who try to um, guide us in a direction that's not as harmful to us. Let's Mm -hmm. say the civil rights era, let's say the Black Panther movement, uh, this, that, and the third. And for some reason there's always an outside entity
3: yeah,
0: throwing something in there to dis- disrupt it
3: absolutely whether it
0: be the crack era uh heroin cocaine mm-hmm. um you had the black panthers talking about fight for the power power to the people you know uh you know stuff like that and all of a sudden mm-hmm. there's drugs and, and 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 strife and alcoholism mm-hmm. thrown into the mix and oh, yeah you don't hear anything about fight for the people anymore Exactly. Same, same thing with hip-hop like early 90s hip-hop was about knowledge and and okay. and being smart and you know being a five percent or a muslim or mm-hmm. whatever and all of a sudden early 2000s they throw uh or maybe like late 90s they throw being a drug dealer in a mix or mm-hmm. you know doing drugs later and like It's like a cycle. It's like whenever we have inspiration to be better, do better, to inspire, you know, a lot of people, some outside entity throws something in the mix that um, stifles that whole situation.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and 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 brother is not even a conspiracy because we know (laughs) at least we know at least what happened with with Black Panthers. We know that's a fact. Yeah, we know. We know what happened with Malcolm. That was a fact. They or infiltrated. Tupac, Tupac and but Biggie. Tupac, they <laughs> infiltrated. It's infiltration, and like it's the same thing with the industry. And you know, I was watching. Um, I was watching this this documentary about the show, New York Undercover. Mm. And in the documentary, they were talking about how New York Undercover came out at a time where black TV. Was just like remember we have Martin Lemon Single We Are Going to Cover all these black shows.
0: The Cosby's. Cosby's.
2: uh, Yeah. And it and it was and it was rising. It was becoming extremely popular. And then they said, okay, by this season they they wanted to give the guy a white, you know, Mm co-star, like for the for the you know for the time it was a black guy and it was a you know a Latino guy. And then the Latino guy is gone. And then they wanted to give him a white co-star. And it was like, why are you doing that? Like, this is a this is a, a show for people of color. Why are you now all of a sudden trying to switch it? And then you started noticing that maybe post like 97 or 98 black shows, were, <laughs> I mean, they were still popular, but they were not as popular as they were, they in, were that, in that time. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's, it happens every single time and it's like it's not a conspiracy. Like we could we could we could we could consider what the motivation. But in terms of there being an interruption, that's that's not a conspiracy. It is an interruption. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, they, those people who have those powers to make those decisions who are majority white, they are going to try to have access to what benefits them first. Mm-hmm. They don't care. You know, and it's like, all right, cool. Y'all want to make black shit. All right. Let's put it in the urban market.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, OK. Y'all want to talk about black empowerment. All right. Let's put it in the conscious market. Mm-hmm. Just make sure it sells. And if it's not selling. All right. Well, you guys buy it. We're not going to pay any attention to it. We're going to continue to invest in this pop bull. You know let's okay they oh oh okay the white folks over here they want to listen to the drug music all right so i'm gonna get you 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 all you guys that are talking about drugs you can come over here we'll pay Mm -hmm. you we'll give you money
0: or even create them
2: exactly Mm -hmm. oh yeah we'll find you we'll you know we'll pick you up because the white kids want to listen to you Mm -hmm. they want to listen to you talk about drugs they want to listen to you talk about killing yourself they want to listen to that so you you guys come over here you over there you go ahead and make your jazz you go over there and make your you know your soulful stuff. We're not going to invest any money in it, but you go ahead. Do what you mm. want to do. We'll call it urban and call it a day. You know, doesn't benefit them. As long as as long as, it, as, long as you're benefiting them, they'll work with you. If you're not benefiting them or if you're actively going against them, like or you're actively challenging them like the Black Panthers were, then they're going to, you know, interfere. You know, it's the same thing what happened with hip-hop it was yeah. an active challenge and then it was like okay well let's throw these guys in there and now you know and now we we call that music of empowerment conscious and whenever somebody hears conscious they just think it's another genre and not an actual you know a uh, a uh, uh, um movement to empower mm. and to get people to think it's yeah. just all oh, that's just music. You know, so for me, I just I want to be a part of the 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 current that is working against that. And that's it. I don't I don't own I don't I don't I have no desire to take responsibility for that on my own. I just want to be a part of it. Whatever current is moving against that aspect of the industry. I want to be a part of that. Mm mm-hmm. You know, I want to push against that because I I understand that we are people. We are not numbers. We are not cash cows. We are not mules. Like... Chattel, society, slaves. We, we, yes, <laughs> we don't realize we're still chattel. We're still being moved around. And, you know, we're not that. We are people with real feelings, real lives, real families, real struggles, you know real hearts we have courage we have perseverance we're resilient we're Mm -hmm. strong but we also cry we also love and we also have sex and we also you know have you know have discourse and we're challenged and we we should be allowed to express that we should be allowed to express that and to have it supported it bothers me it does bother me and i and i don't want to be selfish in this moment but I I feel like I want to use this moment to kind of express my frustration because (laughs) I feel like it it makes I feel like it kind of ties in I I have gotten so much of you know like this is great this is dope I love what you're doing you love what you're doing but when I put the call out there to support something doesn't come it doesn't come and i and it's not just me that i see that happen to it happens with so many people that i people keep telling me yo this person is dope this person yo y'all gotta hear this person and and it's like you never hear from them again you never get to hear them you never get to hear them in a in a you know in in a in a in a in a in a greater space because that push is like we need to get into our mindset. It's like, okay, if you, if you like it so much, if you really think that this is something that you that you need and that other people need, then push the hell out of it. Support it. Yes, because I always, every time I see something I like on on social media, I repost it. Every time mm-hmm. I reach it, don't take but five seconds, I repost it. Oh, I like that. That's dope. Reposting it. Oh, I like that. That's dope. Reposting that. Oh, I really like that. I'm about to repost that and I'm about to make a comment about it. And because I really want y'all to watch this, you know what I'm saying? Like I always do that because I'm like, I care about people making good art and I care about good art progressing. And how can I say that I care about that? But at the same time, I see an opportunity, you know, to to share something that is not, you know, really being supported, you know, and I don't do it. Mm. I spend I spend all my I spend so much time on my phone anyway why not use at least half of that time pushing something that I feel like we all need. It's like, it's easy to complain about it, but it's like, you got an opportunity right now to change it. So
0: I think a lot of the greatest artists that we come across or listen to revolves around like a good, strong community. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, In order to be successful at anything, you have to have community whether it's family friends whatever and Mm -hmm. we live in a very selfish time Mm
3: -hmm.
0: you know where a lot of people just focus on what they got going on and don't really care to know or even you know Mm -hmm. they just don't care about anybody Mm -hmm. else's situation
2: Mm -hmm. exactly uh, exactly and but i think but but for me i see it as like it's not about my situation or anybody's situation. I don't see, I don't see like when somebody makes something, I don't see like, oh, I'm going to support them because I like them. Like mm. it don't got nothing to do with them. What they did was dope. That shit was, that shit was dope. And we need more of that. So let's push that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the, the, another mindset I feel like we need to get out of. I don't, I, I'm not, I don't want you to support me, me. I don't want you to say I I never share anything like please help my dreams come true my dreams don't got nothing to do with you you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying you don't need to be invested in my dream that's my dream Mm -hmm. I have to be invested in my dream it is not your responsibility to invest in my dream but I would say it is your responsibility to invest in something that you want for yourself that you need for yourself so if you and one and, and one voice can say oh, I need this type of music or I need mm. this type of art. But then you don't invest in it. You can't get what you need. It's you just know? like
0: it's just like investing in good, healthy food or yeah. McDonald's. You know what yeah. I mean? Good, healthy food is good for your body, good for your soul. It keeps the, the machine moving. But if all you're eating is McDonald's every day, it's a death sentence. So what type of music did your parents listen to and did it influence you in the, in any way
2: my parents listen to everything everything and i listened to everything because of it i'm sure like we would listen to old school stuff like old school soul and like marvin Gaye and earth wind and fire and all that good stuff will be in there you know we have that And then we would listen to. I mean, growing up, I listened to Jodeci. That was my sister, though, and um, Mm -hmm. you know Prince and stuff like that. And but then my dad would listen to Sting, and uh, my mom would listen to like, um, like Sarah McLaughlin and like (laughs) and uh, like India and like, um, you know, uh, uh, Natalie and Bruglia and. Um and then Tracy Chapman and Michelle and Cello and and Seal and the uh, um who else like um Bob Marley and like um you know uh Peter Tosh and stuff like that. Um, you know, just all types of just all types of music my mom would listen to like native american chant music (laughs) with the
0: flute and everything (laughs) yes with
2: the flute with the wind chant everything just like just spiritual stuff and you know jeff majors and it's just it was just so many different kinds of music and i just um yeah i I, i'm i pretty much i picked up that i picked up that taste for just wanting to hear everything you know Mm. like I don't care where it comes from or you know what it sounds like it could be bluegrass it could be you know folk it could be mm, what they call world music which is you know lazy but whatever (laughs)
0: and
2: you know but yeah everything
0: so does that influence your 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 creativity any like when you need inspiration do you like listen to one specific thing depending on the topic that you want to write about or do you gather from all different type of genres and just like make a gumbo
2: yeah well i don't i don't i usually don't listen to stuff when i'm about when i'm about to write Mm. um because i want to avoid like directly taking. Um, stuff but you know last night I had an experience where I was writing a song and I was like this melody sounds familiar and it was a it was you know it was a mel- it was a melody idea that came from you know because like it, the thing is with music nothing is new mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like nine for ten you know when you come up with something it's something that you already heard yeah. you know a lot of these melodies and these ideas are implanted in your head from things that you've already heard before um so it's it, a lot of times it's not it's not like you're coming up with something that is completely un uh, has never been played ever there's only so many notes in a scale you know what i mean so there's only so many ideas that you can come up with and there's billion something people on the planet so you gotta go figure that you know at some point there's going to be multiple people that are coming up with the same idea um so like i would definitely say that all of my music is influenced by music i've heard Mm. um you know and because i've i've listened to so many different kinds of music um it does kind of become like a gumbo um of of styles so i i would i would define my my music as either genre list or genre fluid because there's so many different styles that are a part of it that are mixing and part of that it's hard to you can't really place it in one category or another
0: Mm. from what i've listened to you have really great music um does did that help like influence your style and the way you uh, uh sing and the way you compose as well
2: yeah for sure i mean yeah um yeah i I, i'm kind of a i've always been kind of a mimic
0: Mm. (laughs) in a
2: way or like a mm.
0: because i've never heard anyone like sing the way you do it's like it's different
2: yeah um thank you um yeah i've i've because often what happens when I I sing along the songs that I like I end up mimicking the 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 sound of the voice that's singing Mm. so some you'll notice sometimes I'll sing on one song and my voice the tone of my voice completely changes versus Mm. the way I sing on and that's made me and that's what you know people have described me as being versatile because I'm able to switch up and do different stuff one one song I might like, I have, like, a little, you know, I might have, like, a more funky, you know, and then another, you know, another song I might sing more, like, you know, my chest voice, you know, so it's, like, it's it's different, you know what I'm saying, depending on, you know, the song and what the song calls for. I, I kind of let the, the song decide how I should sing, mm. um, because, like, you know, different and different songs require different textures and yeah. different qualities of sound um just like different songs require different instrumentation mm-hmm. so you might have one song that might need a vocal sound that sounds a little bit more like a horn or something like that or sounds like you know has that like raw it's like a lot of times when i sing like stuff that's a little more funk i put that you know i put that that texture to it um, because it just gives it that raw, like, that, yeah, you know what I mean? Like that gutter, mm. but if it's like an RB song or something like that, I might be moving more smooth with it. Like, you know, a little, you know, but yeah, does
0: environment have an impact on your craft as well? I know, <laughs> you know, we're both lived in the DMV area and a, mm-hmm. it's a very small, like artist community here. Um, yeah does the environment impact um your singing or songwriting in any way
2: I think I think it's more of the people in the environment than the environment itself mm. that is impacting me cuz I I definitely would say that I am very much influenced by the other creators that have been in the DMV area like one I can say off rip is discipline 99 which is one of my one of my best friends Mm-hmm. Um, he has influenced my my music tremendously, especially my instrumental um, music, like my my beat making and stuff. Like I've I've noticed like a lot of my beats are starting to you know have like similar sounds as his because I you know he has really been like critical and 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 in my ear at this point of of my my musical development. Um, and and a lot of artists have you know Michi Correct has been one of them who I would say um, has influenced my style. Um, you know uh, my band has influenced my style a lot. You know my friend Trey Credit, who was my you know played drums with me for many many years, um, and has definitely been an influence. My friend Deontay. Haggerty, definitely been an influence. So it's it's really more of a people, um, but also you know just the soul of DC. I feel I, I, DC has that you know soul that I don't give. I don't I don't care. I don't yeah. care what anybody says. DC will always be Chocolate City. Yeah, always the soul. You can never take you can never take the soul of DC away. I don't care how many black people you move out mm-hmm. and white people you move in. You will never ever ever be able to take the soul of chocolate city out of DC. It'll always be chocolate city to me. So um like it will always
0: that, be go go and chicken and mumbo sauce. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely,
2: absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And and unless you not forget it. So um that yeah definitely go-go has definitely and, and i don't i don't play much go-go music but as far as like the style and the funk and the energy mm-hmm. definitely especially when, when i play live you definitely get that energy that that bounce absolutely 100 i would say yeah
0: mm. all right um i just got one last question for you and after that uh would you mind playing like a little quick game
2: okay yeah i love games cool,
0: cool. um <laughs> how can your fans and um supporters help uh you with your music like how what are what can they do to help you with your journey
2: um just just you know i guess tell more people about me um and you know what i've done and what i'm doing and listen um that I, I, I main thing for me is this, i just want people to hear hear what i'm doing hear and um experience it i want more people to be able to experience it so the more people you can share my music with that and to give them an opportunity to experience what i'm doing if they if it's something that they want to do i don't i don't want anybody to ever not have access to me mm. You know, I want to be I want to be accessible to as many people as possible, and that's how I see it. Um, because there's a lot of music that I know I haven't gotten a chance to hear because there've been so many things in the way of me being able to hear it. Um, so I I don't want that to ever be the case for my music. So if you can share it, uh, I really appreciate it. Right now, I have a vinyl uh, uh, available for pre sale, and it's and it's probably um, this is probably going to be the only um, the only time it's you know the only opportunity for it to, to, to be bought and to be purchased. Mm. Um, so right now we we have um, a goal of uh, 180 pre-sales pre-orders um, before they they are able to to press the vinyls out okay okay so if there's any way that you can help you know reach that goal and so that you know people can have physical copies of my music because there are no physical copies there are no physical copies of any of the music that I've created it's mm. all digital and one thing about digital is that you know if any of these platforms decide to crash or to remove your music your music is gone and it will and if unless you have some other method of releasing it and the music will not be heard again so
0: yeah send me the info i will uh, put it in the description of this uh podcast and also help promote it as well
2: i appreciate it thank you so much yeah um so yeah those are those things those are the main things um because at the end of the day i just i just want people to be able to experience some of the things that i know a lot of people have shared with me that they've gotten to experience um you know so
0: yeah um real quick do you have where can people um find you and listen to your music do you have any like social media or yeah
2: yeah you can yeah you can follow me on instagram that's the that's the one that i i favor <laughs> so mm. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest keeping up with me on Facebook because I don't keep up with Facebook, don't keep up with Twitter. So if you really want to keep up with me, um, keep up with me on Instagram. You can also, um, go to my website, JennaCamille.com and you can subscribe, um, be a subscriber. And if you're a subscriber, um, obviously you will be getting, um, first, you know, notice about any releases, um, any you know projects that that are um that are on the way um so it's very important if if you want to keep up to subscribe um and uh yeah I think that's it oh and also you know um I on my Instagram I have my links in my bio so if you want to find any of my music they're all there you can just click on it and it'll take you right to it. Um, so yeah
0: great great perfect let's get to the game this is all called right. this or that you can only choose one and the state of the world depends on it
3: oh god okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right the first question drake or jay-z
2: jay-z why jay-z is just to me has made more in music that i can i feel like not that I I mean I feel like Drake is probably more relatable, but it's sound wise, musicality wise, gotta go Jay-Z. I just I just like his sound more. Mm.
0: People person or animal lover? Animals. What? Why is
2: that? Animals, they get straight to the point. It's like <laughs> they like you, they cuddle on you, a they don't like you, they'll bite you and you know, crap on your fucking hat or something like that. They're just really straightforward. And I like that. Mm. And they're cute.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Camouflage or tribal prints?
2: Tribal prints. Why is that? Art. I love mm. art. <laughs> you know stuff. <laughs> so, so yeah.
0: Um ring the doorbell or knock?
2: Ring the doorbell. It's more polite knocking can be aggressive i'm, <laughs> I'm less likely to answer the, a knock than i am a um
0: summer or winter olympics
2: summer mm. i like i like seeing people sweat
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a few more red or white wine and why
2: white rhyme red wine makes me sleepy <laughs> I'll be knocked out. White wine, I feel a little bit more bouncier and I get to enjoy myself more.
0: Mm. Um spontaneous or planner?
2: Spontaneous. I feel like things are more fun when you just do them sometimes. Not all mm. the time, obviously, but yeah.
0: Um fickle or frugal?
2: Hmm. Fickle or frugal?
0: Hmm. I'd say fickle. Hmm. Oh, Very so you, you don't uh, like saving money, you just like spending
2: <laughs> Oh, wait. Let's take that back. Hmm. <laughs> I, I think I had a different definition for fickle. Um, no, nah, frugal. Frugal. I, I'm a little careful.
0: Okay. Last one the library or bookstore?
2: Hmm. library hmm. you get you get to you get to explore
0: i like that i like that i just want to thank you again for taking the time out to join us on creative habit podcast um very wonderful and inter- just entertaining and 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 fun interview um you said you're 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 not like out there and don't like to talk to people but man this was this was great
2: thank you i appreciate this i i really enjoyed this i really enjoyed this so i'm really glad you guys are doing this thank you
0: i really appreciate it what's up beautiful people thank you for listening to today's creative habits podcast here is your quote of the day we must first make our habits and then our habits make us john dryden Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and please comment. Have a good day, people. Peace.